Welcome to the IAB Policy Podcast, where we provide expert commentary and analysis on the legal and regulatory developments impacting the digital advertising industry. My name is Alex Propes, and I'm the Vice President of Public Policy for the IAB, based in Washington, D.C. In today's conversation, I get to sit down with Dr. Michael Mandel, who is the Chief Economic Strategist at the Progressive Policy Institute in Washington, where he supervises the think tank's research and policy work. He is also a senior fellow at the Mack Institute of Innovation Management at the Wharton School of Business. And prior to his current role, he was the chief economist at Business Week. During our discussion, we'll delve into Michael's research on why the share of GDP going to advertising and media has dropped by roughly 25% in the United States and other developed ad markets in recent years, and how this represents a historic break from the pre-internet era. We'll also talk about what implications this has for media regulation. I hope you enjoy. Michael, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks very much, Alex, for uh, for having me here. So to kick off today's conversation, can you talk a bit about what motivated your research into the cost of advertising? So I was uh, I, one of the things that I look at is actually the share of um, of uh, the economy going to the tech sector, and I had noticed that it had been pretty stable, and I sort of dug deeply into deeper into that and. And I realized that part of what was happening was that the price of advertising, which of course is uh, an important source of revenue for, for 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 tech companies, had actually been falling in a pretty consistent and striking way. And I realized that that this was a this was a macroeconomic phenomenon that we had not really seen before, um, which was a deep dive in uh, in in advertising prices that was translating into a fall in advertising costs. And I'm looking forward to delving into some of the, the factors that are changing that overall cost. But as you mentioned, the research title gives away a bit of a spoiler that the price is in fact declining. Can you talk about some of the reasons that you found in your research for, for this long-term decrease? Well, let's actually just back up a little bit, which is that when, when first I, when I looked at the uh, the previous two decades, of advertising prices as reported by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And it turned out that if I you know, looked at things like newspaper prices and periodical prices, that the rise of advertising had for, for many years been growing faster than the rate of overall inflation. That is to say, advertising had been getting relatively more expensive for many years. Now, you, you mentioned at the beginning of this uh, podcast that I had been uh, chief economist at Business Week, which of course was, was the beneficiary at that point of the higher advertising prices. And, and it, it was interesting because looking at this data, I pulled together things that I had known at that point, which was that which was that places like Business Week, other periodicals, other newspapers had basically benefited from, I wouldn't say uh, a monopoly of, of, of advertising power, which because it, it wasn't a monopoly, but actually had, had been market power because there was a limited amount of advertising space available. And what that meant was that was that there was a had been a long-term growth in advertising prices, which which at some point um, sort of met up with the internet. And the the thing about the internet it was was a couple of was two things. One is that the supply was not constrained of advertising. For example, when, you know, when I was at Business Week, the supply was constrained by the number of pages in the magazine. Uh, you know, online there's a lot more supply. Mm-hmm. The other, the other difference is, of course, is that um, uh, advertising online was a lot more targeted, so that um, 
you could actually get a bigger bang for your buck. And so there was, I wouldn't say there was less demand, but, but, but advertisers didn't have to lay out quite as many dollars to get the same amount of, of advertising oomph. And the combination of these two factors led to a sharp fall in internet advertising. And in particular, internet advertising, I'm sort of using categories from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The Bureau of Labor Statistics are, are, are great folks, and they divide up advertising online into two categories. One is advertising by non-print media, and the other is advertising by 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 print media. So they're kind of looking at who's who's doing it, and you know, it turned out that the price of of internet advertising by non-print media just really, really plunged. And I'm going to give you a number from from 2010 to to 2020, right, roughly about now. The price of the price of internet non-print uh, internet advertising by by non-print companies went down by 41 percent. This is according to the official statistics. Um, whereas the price of advertising in periodicals went up by by 12 and a half percent. Yeah, that's interesting to hear those factors driving those those cost changes. And the one other I might throw in there would just be some of the efficiencies that are gained through programmatic advertising that don't require the same annual sales processes and order fulfillment processes. And so while a much smaller percentage, I'm sure, um, I think in addition to the efficiency of personalized advertising and the changes in supply, um, there, there might be a small impact there as well. Yeah, probably. That, that was that was tough. It's tough to it's tough to measure that and, and things because you also sort of find this on things like classified ads in the back. You know, classified ads in the in the newspaper were sort of fairly straightforward and and didn't require a lot of extra sales, and those rose in price too over, you know, in the in the in the nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties. And this is, you know, again, the the I think the findings that, that you're talking about in this research paper also mirror very closely with what our CEO of IAB has talked about quite a bit uh, in recent years. Before he joined the IAB, he was a reporter covering the news and media industry for, for several decades and so had a, a rich history uh, in the industry. And he's talked about how if you look at peak circulation numbers for print, uh, they were back, they peaked back in the 80s, right? And yeah. so... Uh, there was this this lag uh, between circulation and prices, and I'm curious. In the paper you mentioned about you know concentration and and kind of competition within traditional news media, um, is that what accounts for that lag? Well, I think I think if you think about it, if you were were in Columbus, Ohio, or Cincinnati, or any one of a number of medium to to largeish cities and you wanted to run local advertising you had very few you had very few uh outlets you had the local newspapers you had uh the local tv stations and that was it so there was a you know market power is a funny thing there was a constraint on supply and uh and people obviously wanted to run more advertising and so the price went up and the the uh you know you you might think okay well we you couldn't have more TV stations. You could have started more newspapers, but as you say, the circulation was falling. So, so it was hard. It was hard from a competitive sense to sort of start more newspapers. And you really have to regard the price at the transition point from uh, print 
advertising to internet advertising, uh, the price, the relative price of internet advertising was really much, much lower. And that is the base of it, kind of what's been going on here. I know that this is a argument that you guys would love to hear, but that's not, that's not the reason why I got into this in the first place. It's, this is just this is just data that I drove off of the 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 official numbers, and and you look and you sort of look at the amount of the share of GDP going to advertising, and what you see is a is is not just in the U.S. but in other countries a plunge of about twenty five percent between the uh, between the nineteen. Let me just take a look and make sure I got this right. Between the nineteen uh, nineties. And then the period from uh, from 2010 to 2018. So in the U.S., you know, we, in the in the 1990s, about 1.3 percent of GDP went to advertising, and um, from 2010 to 2018, about 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 one percent of GDP went to advertising. And this is a this is a big drop. This is a this is a number that mm-hmm. didn't change very much for, for 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 decades. And you've got to sort of connect this with the the sharp drop in of relative prices of, of internet advertising. And so you alluded to the fact that this research looked at other countries. Uh, and so you saw similar, similar drops across countries. Where else did you, what other markets did you look so, into? So similar, similar drops in Australia and France and Germany. Um, and, and all some of the most developed ad markets the develop, in the world. developed ad markets. And, and so you 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 look at this and 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 China too though I don't actually have this in my you know because it's so hard to make sure your measurements are correct in China, um, but this is so this is this is really um, kind of interesting because it says that that at the margin what was happening was that advertisers were not adding to their dollars, what they were doing is say okay we're getting a bigger bang from the buck from putting our stuff online. And so we don't, you know, we don't have to spend as much. And on the other side, as you sort of alluded to, the 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 uh, companies that were handling a lot of the internet advertising were, were more efficient. And so they were able to make money at the lower price. And really, this is an example of a market um, which um, digitization has really improved for pretty much everyone. It's sort of, you had lower prices and it would be better off for consumers because, you know, the the advertisers were having to pay lower prices and therefore not having to pass on the price of advertising in the final product, and they were better for advertisers. And it's hard to read the number any other way. Yeah, I'm interested to delve a little bit more into that benefit to both, to everybody in the ad ecosystem, but definitely for advertisers and consumers. Um, so on the consumer side, I guess the result of of this is that when a consumer goes to the app store or logs online, they are not confronting as many paywalls or lower prices with those paywalls as they might otherwise. Is that well, lower prices? Lower pr- lower prices for the products. Because remember, what mm-hmm. happens is advertising gets passed on to 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 consumers and the cost of the products that they buy. So if you think about a sneaker manufacturer, this if the sneaker manufacturing is paying paying. 25% less for the ads for that product, that those dollars are going to lower prices for the sneakers. So we don't even have to talk about the paywalls. But this mm-hmm. is this goes right to the this is of a magnitude that goes right to the consumer pocketbook um, and the products that they buy, food, you know, food, uh, clothing, I mean pretty much everything else that has high advertising. 
Yeah, and at IB, we've also done some work in recent years around benefits of digital advertising kind of for competition. You know, just look at consumer packaged goods as one category, and you have this proliferation of new direct-to-consumer brands uh, popping up, whether it's razors or, or you name the product uh, that didn't exist uh, a decade ago. And they're taking real market share uh, in the aggregate from some of these larger incumbents. And I think that's you know, only positive from a consumer perspective, more choice, more price competition. Yeah, the, it, it really, you know, the, the notion of cheaper advertising is, um, is, a real, is a real plus for everybody except for the uh, media companies that depended on expensive advertising before. That makes sense. And I guess, you know, that, that begs the question for media companies, you know, why be in advertising at all? <laughs> you know, IB has been, you know, it's, it's the basis of what we do uh, for our organization. Um, but it is a question that we ask ourselves as well. And I think something that we've reiterated is that it's important to be diversified in your business models, uh, certainly for news media, but uh, also for all of our other members. And I think this is also an area where you see some differences uh, globally, some countries where there's a, a bit less price competition or, or, or a greater willingness to pay uh, for certain types of media, um, but I think in general, as your research shows, these are these are the general trend lines that are that are taking place across all these different developed markets. It's tough. It's you know, journalism has always been um, a market that really depended on having multiple revenue streams, not just paying for not just circulation, but also something else as well. And for a long time that it was, it was advertising, but I suspect that advertising is, as you say, kind of a not the best business model for journalists to depend on. I do wonder in the end, and I've, this is something that I've worked on over the years, whether or not the, it's journalism plus education, uh, because heaven only knows education could use a healthy dose of reality. And... Um, uh, you know, you'd have to sort of align the journalists a little bit better with um, what students want, uh, but that's that's one potential. That's not a that's not about advertising. Um, now, it is true. You know, it is true that I mean, here's here's the funny thing, which is that the price of periodicals, see, uh, of advertising in periodicals, seems to continue to rise. The price uh, the price of advertising in in newspapers has finally. After after lagging for a while has has kind of started to fall, um, but not not as fast as um, internet prices uh, for advertising. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's still they're still kind of lagging behind, and it's um, it's hard to see how this ends well. And on top of that, you know, there there are always challenges that we're facing within the industry, uh, such as brand safety around uh, COVID-19, you've seen a lot of advertisers uh, have uh, kind of default settings in place that might restrict their ads running against certain types of news content um, that's, you know, deemed to be not brand safe um, or, or not in line with kind of brand values. And so that's been changing. It seems more of a short-term phenomenon, but still has a negative impact in the short run for, for news media. I'll be really f fascinated to see what happens as we come out of this recession, whether or not there's an intensification of spending and advertising to make up some of the, some of the lost ground. Um, I do, th I, you know, I do think that we're getting a better grip on 
the value of advertising finally, right? The, the, the old statement used to be, you know, half of advertising dollars are wasted and half are useful, but you just don't know which half is which. <laughs> and, and that isn't so, so much true anymore, which is really part of the point of what's, why advertising is cheaper, why the, and why the cost has gone down, because companies, you know, advertisers don't have to cover their base so much. Now, let me actually kind of just really reemphasize is that, is that much of this, the analysis in this paper, which was published last, um, last year, um, at, uh, at uh, the Progressive Policy, Policy Institute. And let, me, and let me actually just, let me just, as long as we're sort of talking about the study, let's actually just say what the name of the study was so people can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called, it was published in July, 2019, and it was called The Declining Cost of Advertising Policy Implications. And it goes through a pretty deep dive on advertising prices, drawing a lot on official BLS data. Now, now BLS is not the end all and, and be all on this, but they're, they're pretty consistent and they don't have an axe to grind. So in the paper, you reference some of the regulatory proposals that we're seeing in Australia and other markets. Curious for your thoughts on on you know how policymakers should think about this research with respect to regulating in the space. I just you know, I just don't see the point of regulation. Here we have a situation where prices what what could be bad about this? Prices are dropping. The 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 the, the companies that are Paying the advertising are happy because they've got dropping prices and they've got more bang for their buck. Consumers are happy because um, they're getting the 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 they're getting the benefit of lower prices and the goods that they goods and services that they buy because they have to pay for less advertising overhead. Um, and it's hard to know why one would want to step into a a well functioning market where prices are are dropping. If prices were rising, I think, you know, there might be a slightly different argument, but it's, you know, uh, you, you look at the data and I look at it almost every month and the price of internet advertising continues to drop at, you know, more or less rates, depending on which, which month you're looking at. Um, it really uh, plunged in the, in the latest month of data, but that was because of the, because of the, the downturn. Um, and so, the only thing you could sort of say is, okay, we're sort of doing this to protect, to raise, to create artificial monopolies, to protect, um, to funnel money to uh, news media. Now, whether or not you think that's a good idea or not, you know, there's got to be a better way to funnel money there than through 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 raising the price of advertising, which will take it out of the pocket of consumers and advertisers. I mean, it's just is. It just, you know, it doesn't make a lot of, it doesn't make a lot of sense um, to me at least. And, you know, related to that, you mentioned digital advertising has created more, not less competition. Certainly uh, there are benefits for advertisers. We talked about, you know, new brands that are being created as a result of, of this change. Um, but some would disagree and point to concentration within digital advertising, you know, large tech companies that that have, you know, these these larger shares of the digital advertising pie. I'm curious how you respond to that. Well, this paper, as you know, does not actually tackle the competition question directly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, once again, I mean, I, and anytime when I look at a competition question, I look at the final effect on consumers. And in particular, I look to see if prices are dropping and, um, or, and if prices are dropping and if, 
if um, uh, uh, output is is increasing. And, you know, if, mm-hmm. if the, the traditional argument in, in, in if sort of saying this monopoly market power, you're saying, well, then the output is restricted. So the, the only conclusion you could have is that people are arguing that there aren't enough ads out there, that if that if there were more ads, that there should be more ads and prices should be dropping even faster. But honestly, mm-hmm. that's not that's not what the news media wants. <laughs> that's the exact opposite of of the argument there. The argument is that prices should be the journalistic organizations want prices to of their advertising of their ads to be rising so they can get more um, get more money for it. So there's a there's a an, an oddity here, which is um, it's kind of just hard on public policy grounds to make an argument for for uh, for intervention at this point. Our guest today has been Dr. Michael Mandel. Michael, thanks so much for your time. It's been my pleasure, Alex. Have a great day.